Cameron and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. For all Ireland medals, four All Stars, the Cork Rose, and of course Ireland's fittest family's most successful coach. Three wins under her belt. We couldn't come to Cork and not catch up with the one and only Anna Geary. How are you, Anna? Hello, Mary. I won't lie now. I'm very jealous that you were in Portuguese last night and I wasn't. Um, yeah, I was, so, I was having a chat with uh, somebody here in the Republic of Work upstairs by the coffee machine there a little while ago before we came on air. And I was saying, like, it, it felt like, I would say, the, the Cork equivalent of that FOMO everybody had when Coldplay were in Croke Park. <laughs> <laughs> if you Obviously, weren't there last night, you'd be, you'd be kicking yourself. And you know what's going to happen is most of Cork and, and indeed Ireland are going to say they were there last night even if they weren't like I'm pretty sure the capacity of Party Queen isn't half a million but everybody goes, oh I was there I was there yeah <laughs> the old uh, Munster All Blacks back in the 70s exactly, definitely yeah um, but look you're hitting semi-final point in Ireland's fittest family and it's getting very exciting how are you feeling? Yeah, it's one of those seasons, I think, um, a lot of people, when they saw new courses and new challenges, they're always thinking, are they going to be as good as the originals? And they are. And I think the beauty of Ireland's fittest family is that we still have court families in us, first and foremost. Um, but we we always kind of tend to push the boat out and r- rise the standards. And the families do extraordinary things to get themselves ready, like... We have families literally building walls and ramps in their back garden. Their neighbours must think they're gone crazy, but that's what they do because they want to get better and they want to be ready. And then as coaches, you know, we're, we're slightly animated at times, but because we get so invested. <laughs> like Donegal Callan, of course, Cork's very own. He lost his voice this year for the first time ever in 10 seasons of Ireland for family. Dave will understand what that feels like because he's only getting his voice back. And I'm, I'm normally the person that loses voice, but it just gets so intense because we love the show, the families love the show, and the audience loves the show. Like, if you've seen it on Gogglebox, people are literally off their couches screaming at the telly. Yeah, I know. And I, what I love is the different styles that you have. And obviously what you bring to the table works because you are the leading coach at this point. Da- you know, much to Davy Fitz's disgust. <laughs> um, but like, what, what's the hardest, what's the biggest challenge for you when you deal with these families? Oh, I just, like, because it's obviously there's four people in the family. It's a mix of ages, a mix of different demographics. And you, try and you have to kind of get to know them as people first. Like, I suppose what the audience sees is such a small fraction of actually what goes on. So, yeah. you know, some some families, like like me personally, like to be pushed, like like to be distracted, like to be constantly talked at. Other family members need quiet, they need calm. So you kind of have to be the calm and the chaos in for them sometimes. And often, like what people see in telly, they're always seeing you roaring at them. But <laughs> they don't see, like, the hours and hours that you spend that you're actually calm and relaxed. And sometimes almost ignoring the family members because that's what they want you to do. Um, so you do have to get to know the families and then look, in the heat of the battle when you are chasing down the home straight against Dunica or Davy or Nina, you know, you mm. just go hell for leather. Like, and then have sometimes you- you're hiding behind the couch going, oh my God, I can't believe I have to watch this episode back now. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever made anyone cry? Um, maybe not the family some of the coaches on occasion but, uh, <laughs> don't get baby yeah I won't tell any stories now but you, to be honest you, you get so emotional as well yourself like and, and you're often going I hope this isn't picked up on camera because I probably have to explain to people why they're tears of happiness not just sadness uh, 
Yeah, no, we'd love it. And, you know, it's the passion of all the coaches and the families, as you say, that comes across on telly, and that's why it works so well. Um, yeah, exactly. You mentioned stories there. Your Instagram game is always so strong. And uh, you finally made it to Iceland. You finally got to go on your honeymoon a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. And you know what? It was it, three, three years later, um, we got to go. It was the, the fastest honeymoon over in four days, but it was brilliant. And it was great, like the, the snowmobile across the glacier. But it's funny because... Kev, my husband, isn't on my Instagram page too much, but, you know, if he, you know, naturally comes into stories now and again, then, you know, it, it happens. But we, I don't deliberately yeah. try and put him on my stories because he's not the biggest fan of social media. But we were at a kind of a spa location and I was just showing the inside of one of the dressing rooms because I send you everything just like a hundred times plus. It's just, it's, it's extravagant and gorgeous. Yeah. And he was like, I don't really want to be in the shots. I said, no problem. So he was standing up against the wall you know, like he was a burglar in a house not wanting to be seen. And I panned across the room, but the mirror caught him. And honestly, <laughs> he looked like he was about to have a fit. And so many people, I think that was the highlight <laughs> of, of my, it was probably the most viewed story of all the Icelandic stories. That was the one that got the most traction. People were like, look at him. He really doesn't want it. He doesn't want to be in the shop. And he was just, this look of panic on his face. So I don't think he gave that down yet. That's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, the more you try and keep him out of it, the more yeah. hungry people are to get a little window. You know, they want that little bit of VIP magazine. They want to see yeah, you guys yeah. together. And if you're trying to keep him a secret... Yeah, well, you should just hide him in the background, like, where's Wally on all your stories? So people have to find Kev hiding in the background of That's different... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd only love that, I'm sure. Listen, Anna, I loved your show, uh, Why Girls Quit Sport. Um... And because I think it's something that really needed to be talked about. I have a daughter myself, she's 11, and, you know, she's really into GAA, and it's something that, you know, she's got really passionate about, has brought her out of herself in the last couple of years, and I, I hate the, the thought of her just uh, quitting. What do you think, you know, obviously things are improving, I would hope, and certainly the media coverage of women's sports, particularly over the last even 12 months, has got to help. But what do you think are still the, the main obstacles for young girls leaving sport? Yeah, I mean, it is slowly starting to improve, but I think there is so much that we need to do. And I think ultimately it is about the support and the environment. Like, Dermot, that for me is a huge thing because yeah. ultimately what you want is whether it's young boys, girls, men or women, you want them to feel that when they come and play sports, whether it's individual sports or team sports, that it's a safe place, a place to switch off, a place to ultimately enjoy it. And look, we're all very competitive people. And we all want to do our best. But sometimes I suppose the coaches have an extra responsibility to make sure that every young person, whether they're the best in the team or not, feels that they have a part to play. And like, that's ultimately what it's about. It's about feeling that sense of recognition, that sense of belonging. And like, I've found that even with the group of girls from Ring's End when I was involved in that documentary, it was that they just wanted to feel included and they wanted mm. to feel that you know, them being there was just as important as the star player being there. And that's a huge thing. If we get the environment right, I think you'll have a lot less girls and boys dropping out of sports. And, like, I can remember even that group of girls, you know, from Ring's End, they were teaching, it was like a different lingo when I went to them. They were like, I'm Scarlet Freya. And it was, <laughs> I used to actually relearn the lingo, just like I'm sure you guys down in Cork this morning, if someone's yeah. coming up saying, oh my God, that's massive, it doesn't mean it's big. It means it's beautiful, <laughs> it's gorgeous. I, like, yeah. you know, there's, it's just, it's getting to speak to people, like, in a way that they understand as well. So as yeah. coaches, you know, if they're explaining something and they don't understand it, 
say it a different way, try a different way, try humour. Humour is always brilliant and like fun is always a great way to connect with younger people as well. And if you keep yeah. it fun, like anybody, young or old, you're far more likely to come back to it again and again. So I think we, we always need to underpin like everything around sports with fun. Like it's not uh, like it's not the Munster rugby team that's going out to train. Often these are just young kids that just want to kill an hour or two in the evenings and rather have them yeah. out training than be on their phone. You know, Actually, there was, so a, think, there was a great little sign I saw uh, just on the training pitch at the back of Por- Porky Cueve last night. And it was mm-hmm. it was obviously for parents, coaches, whoever happened to be watching kids' games. And it was like, please remember, these are children. The, re- the referees are volunteers. This is not the All-Ireland final. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really exactly. important just to remind people of where they are and what the actual point of it is. And I could chat to you all day, but look, uh, thank you so much. Uh, for chatting to us we're, uh, and thank you for hosting us in your beautiful home city and county yeah, we enjoy. heard a lot of girl last night yeah so hopefully we'll get to catch up uh, in person soon absolutely keep up the great work and enjoy Cora thank you best of luck uh, with Ireland's fittest family Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am today